Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. not back well we're back for another round of podcasts. i'm back you're not back oh technically yeah you are back you never went away no i'm always here you are like a bad penny always <laughs> turning up stuck like chuck yep so i got to be dave on a stick for a week you did it was awesome for a week now you're off the stick <laughs> on the schneid off the stick yeah where so where were you uh I was in the great state of Arizona. That's great. Arizona state. Yeah. Doing what? Well, hey, Fort Huachuca. We stopped there because I, you know, was there as a soldier a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Went back, actually got lost on post. Wow. Well, everything changed. You know, there was no, you know, even with GPS, I'm like, which way am I going? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got kind of lost. And then, uh, let's see, uh, I got to see the Brewers in Phoenix. Oh, that's cool. Milwaukee Brewers. Yay. Go Cheesehead. All that stuff. Because I am a big baseball fan, as you are too. I am. But, but I like, you are only a fan of a single player. Explain well, that, I like Charlie. Pete, well, I like Pete Rose. I have liked Pete Rose for like forever. Charlie Hustle. And before I liked Pete Rose, I liked Daryl Strawberry. So I've got a, a whole line of winners there. Um, that's kind of strange it is oh daryl strawberry was the reason i got interested in baseball really was flipping channels one day yeah came on to an atlanta braves probably either atlanta or chicago one of the two because those were the two channels we had in kansas that had baseball on them well they had to be playing the mets yeah they were playing the mets okay. and it was sort of towards the end of the game and there was an outfielder and his name came up on the screen and it said <laughs> daryl strawberry and i thought hey that's a neat name I think I'll fall like the Mets. Strawberry Fields forever. This guy's named Strawberry. <laughs> Probably the stupidest reason to follow any sport ever. But that's what got me into baseball. Yeah. And it if helped. you're in Kansas, who are you going to root for? Come on. Well, Kansas, right? they'd say the Royals, but really, I think the Royals stink. Well, and then the, they default to the Cardinals. When the, the okay. Royals aren't doing well, which is most of the time. Which is most of the time. Hear yeah. that, Kansas? Yeah. But. Um, I got lucky because that was in 1986, and in 86, the Mets went all the way and, oh, yeah. and won it all. So it was magical for me. Yeah. And then the next year, 
in between the 86, 87 season, I dumped the Mets completely and somehow Mm -hmm. became enamored with Pete Rose. Actually, I think it was because of baseball cards. Oh, yeah. In the 1986 top set, Mm -hmm. they had, because Pete Rose had broken the big 4192 hit record, Mm -hmm. they had a series of cards. They had a record breaker card. He had a regular baseball player card. He had a manager card. Hit king. And then they had these uh, a card series called the Pete Rose Years, which showed every Pete Rose baseball card from 1963 wow. uh, to 1985. And I think seeing that much Pete Rose, right, you know, made me think, hey, this is a special guy. And I, you know, kids, they want you want to like a winner, right? So I'm like, I'm gonna go with this Pete Rose guy. I like <laughs> him. And it was like a few months into my liking of pete rose that he announced his retirement i can remember that day i was so downtrodden that the oh, one yeah. guy i liked ended up retiring he was just going to be a manager and then a yep. few years he was kicked out of baseball altogether and yep. that day bart giamani announced it on tv it was live carried live band and i was at home watching it throwing stuff at the tv screen wow in my mind that name bart a giamani is a dirty word in my mind. <laughs> Back to Arizona, though. Yes, I did Arizona. do something for the wife. Okay, right? what was that? I mean, we were, we were gone a week. The wife likes jewelry, mm-hmm. right? And we did leave on Valentine's Day okay. to fly there. So there was some, you know, okay, you know, a little romance, blah, blah. But I did take her to a mining town about 10 miles north of the Mexican border. Mm-hmm. And a little place called Bisbee. Okay, I've heard right? of it. Yeah. Which is only 20 miles from Fort Huachuco. That whole little triangle, you know, Cochise County, it's really cool. Also, Tombstone is 20 miles from there as well, right? So we go there, we do the mine tour thing. I buy her some turquoise uh, silver that was mined out of the place. You Mm -hmm. know, it's all, you know, artisan-made stuff. So, you know, she got her thing. And I got to go to Tombstone, too, and see an actual gunfight. So, yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. cool. That was on my bucket list. Wait, hold on now. Hold that was, on. That was on my bucket list. Hold on. You, you've been deployed more than once. No, man. You've man, seen combat. Oh, you've Wild seen real. West. Come on. You don't like Wyatt Earp it's stuff telling and all me that. Yeah. Baghdad wasn't the Wild West? Well, yeah, but, you know, it didn't have Kurt Russell. No, that's true. <laughs> it had Rob Schneider. True. And Robin Williams. No, and I think uh, I think though that the West is so much more picturesque than Baghdad. Yeah, everyone out there who agrees with me, raise your hand. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I can see them all now. Hands across America, exactly. But hey, it was fun. I know I promised to call in, and when we got there, I was like, you know what? I'm having a good time. Screw the show. That <laughs> it's just not happening. Sorry, sorry, Charlie. Well, no, it was okay. We put your head on a stick, and that was not on a pike, on a stick. Actually, last week's show, I got to listen to it, mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal. Oh, thank you. You are, you guys were definitely on your game, and the drill sergeants were great, weren't they? That was fantastic. And the harmonic cat. Yeah. That dude. He was, was real keen. And hearing that little impromptu jam session that mm-hmm. shouldn't have worked but did. Yep. Come on, man. Was Brianna coming back from the brink? Yep. She had. Speaking of Brianna, she's not here no, right now. No, she's a lazy girl. Lazy. No, not really. Getting ready no, to she, go, right? Yeah, she's in and out. I have uh, I've called into her and 
she's going to be here whenever she can. Yeah. If she can. So hopefully she shows uh, up during this podcast. I'll keep pinging her. Yeah. Through. See, that's the, the magic of, of voice. Uh-huh. Nobody can see what I'm doing right now. I could be sending text messages. I could be watching YouTube. Yeah, I see you surf the web every I, now and then. Yeah, yeah, I, we're talking about this. Oh, yeah, I got to get that right. So Arizona was fun. That's cool. Glad to be back. The The wife was missing the cats big time, you know, because it was just me and her. So, mm-hmm. you know. Pro tip, Dave has cats. Yeah, oh, four. All Persians. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, I always say... <laughs> It's it's a line from uh, Pulp Fiction where uh, Samuel L. Jackson says, uh, "My girlfriend's a vegetarian, so that kind of sort of makes me a vegetarian." Then he eats a big Kahuna burger, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's kind of like that with cats and me. My wife's a cat person, so that kind of makes me a cat person. No, I know what that's like. My wife was a bird person. Well, there you go. And that has made me a bird person as well. Yeah, and someday soon you will be a bird person again, maybe. Well, maybe. We had to leave. We had a bird, um, a love bird named mm-hmm. Pooh. P-U-U. Yes, P-U-U. Not P-O-O. No, it was a much cuter spelling. Right. That we unfortunately had to leave in Japan because you try moving internationally with a parrot. You can't do it. There's just too many regulations. Right. It's just not feasibly possible to move from Japan with a parrot to Unless Texas. you're an importer or something. Yeah, well, even then... We would have had to fly to New York and then put it in quarantine for a month. Now, Pooh's a girl. Yes, Pooh was a girl. Okay, it's not it. Well, her. her. In, and, well, I was speaking in general of all parrots. Okay. Um, but her would have to go into quarantine. She. Lord. <laughs> the bird would go into quarantine. And then we'd have to leave and come here. Then 30 days later, fly back, pick it up, pay the doctor's fee, yeah. pay boarding and all that. And it's not cheap because it's government boarding. Mm-hmm. And then fly back here. And if had, that had been feasibly possible, a minimum cost would have been $10,000 to get the bird to Texas. But you did find her a good home. Oh, right? yes. Yes, we had a friend who has a lot of birds, who had looked at, uh, looked after Pooh mm-hmm. well, when we went on vacation and stuff. So right. Pooh is now there, getting along great, has bird friends, just probably totally forgotten about us now. So that bastard. But really, you had to leave her behind because of the expense. No, and the logistics of it. Right. So when the government is moving you, which is what happened to us, moving right. from Camp Zama, Japan, to Fort Hood, Texas. Mm-hmm. They get total say over what airline you're flying, right. when, and everything, and there's only one route that you can take right. from Japan to Texas, and it doesn't go anywhere close to New York. Right. It's Japan to Dallas mm-hmm. to Colleen. Wow. And the bird has to go through either New York or Miami. Right. So we would have had to pay for our own tickets, our own moving. I mean... Again, cost prohibitive. It was cost prohibitive for and us. we are actually going to be discussing money... That's right. But ...in not, this show, right? But not parrots. No, not parrots. Although we already have discussed parrots. We have. But we are going to be talking some money, right? Money, money, money. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it when? Right uh, after this? Yeah, right after this break, and where we'll have a surrogate 
in for Brianna. Well, that's cool. Barnes, get in here. <laughs> and we'll have Barnes. Um, and That's PFC Richard Barnes. Yep. Seventh uh, Mobile Public Affairs Detachment. Yes, not an actual barn. No, not a barn. A PFC Barnes. Yeah. All right. And we'll have him and all that right after this. With the theme, we can do it, and she did. Fort Hood observes Women's History Month with an hour-long program at 11.30 a.m., March 19th, in the Phantom Warrior Center. The event is hosted by the three Corps and 11 Tactical Signal Brigades Equal Opportunity Office and features guest speaker, retired Command Sergeant Major Jacqueline Fountain, the first female Command Sergeant Major in the U.S. Army's Chemical Corps, and is still serving today in the greater Fort Hood community as a member of the Harker Heights City Council. Stop by the Phantom Warrior Center March 19th at 11.30 a.m., as Fort Hood pays homage to Women's History Month. Honoring the past, securing the future. Hey everybody, PFC Kyra Pearl here. You might recognize me from being on Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. It was really great being on the podcast, but now that Brianna's back, well, they kicked me to the curb. Who who wrote this? It's me, keep reading. So while I'm no longer in the show, in the know with the rest of the podcast gang, I'm still able to be on the cutting edge of Fort Hood news thanks to the Fort Hood Sentinel. That's Fort Hood's newspaper. You know, the one that comes out every Thursday. Yeah, I, think, I think that's Thursday. But you typed, the Fort Hood Sentinel comes out on Thursday. Well, just keep reading. <laughs> They're an all-inclusive paper with something for everyone. You want Army news? They got it. Sports news? They got it. Health news? They got it. Kind of funny cartoons? They got it. Anything at all. They got it, baby. They got it. No, no. Give me that. That's not the way you're supposed to read it. It goes like this. All right? They're an all-inclusive newspaper with something for everyone. You want Army news? They got it. Sports news? They got it. Health news? They got it. Kind of funny cartoons? They got it. Anything at all? They got it. (laughs) Haven't you ever heard that? Song? No. Must be a generational thing. All right, we'll read the last part. Okay. The Fort Hood Sentinel, local news, sports, lifestyle, and even a crossword every Thursday. You got it. No, you got it. Well, whatever. They got it. It's me, Super Mario. Woohoo! Hello to all my friends is at the Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast. You're number one. Down, left, right, left, right. Stop. Everybody say, up, up, down, down. Left, right, left, right. Stop. Uh oh, I bumped my head. Remember back in the day when we were just And we're back. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and Dave's back too. Yeah. Hail, hail, the gang's not here because <laughs> Brianna isn't. Brianna back. is not. No, she's actually gone missing. Well, not she hasn't gone missing. I guess she's texted me. Uh-huh. That's a very 2020 thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Texted when a call could do. Yeah. I, I I sent her a message. Hey, you know we're we're doing the show. Are you gonna be able to make it in time? And she was like, "Oh, is that today?" Yes, it's not yes. like that's changed, Brianna. If you're listening, <laughs> that's a cool thing about the podcast is we bend time. Yes, we do because you're not hearing this 
as I'm saying it, you're hearing it at some point in the future. It could be six months in the future. Yeah, driving down the car. It could be like National Archive. Somebody's listening to this in the year 2025. Oh, scary. 2070, 3000. This is the best example of military journalism and broadcasting. This is what survived the apocalypse. <laughs> and now people are stuck with this and they think, oh, that's what it was like. Uh, no, it's not. Nothing is like this. Yeah, no. Nothing no. is like this. So while Brianna isn't here right now. Somebody is keeping the seat warm. Yeah. And Come that on. is, that's where uh, you're supposed to talk. PFC Barnes. What's your first name? PFC Barnes. Richard. PFC, PFC Richard, Richard Barnes. Barnes. He is not a crook. <laughs> His dog Checkers is not a crook. You know who you know who that was, Barnes? I have no idea. Richard well, Nixon. Yeah, I was gonna say probably for the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Barnes, what brings you in today? Other than the fact I'm that we're here to you. talk about finance. All right. Well, that's exciting. That money, was money, a, money, money. That was a money. segue. <laughs> how is uh, how is so? You're PFC. Yeah. How long have you been in? Roughly two years. Two years. So every time I say that, I think, and I brought this up before, army talk is prison talk. How long you been in when you get out? When you get out. What are you going to do when you're out? So you've been in roughly two years. How does army pay and everything stack up to when you weren't in the army? I definitely made more money when I wasn't in the army, but... You have a bigger sense of pride now, right? Yeah. I have a nice... uh, space to hang my hat nice place to go home to all right. I didn't have that before so well there you go that's awesome this is your first duty station it is that's pretty cool so financially and i don't want to get you know too too far into the weeds but financially at the end of the month when you're done paying for stuff do you have money left over i try to yeah try i think that's what we all do mm-hmm. <laughs> we try to well we have a treat for you i'm Treat with quotes around that word. Treat for you because Miss Sylvia Gavin is here and she is a personal financial readiness specialist. Yes, I am. And she's here to talk money, money, money. Oh, yes. My favorite subject. My first question for you is, how does one become a personal financial readiness specialist? Oh, yeah. We were having that conversation. Oh, is that right? Well, um, I guess you get hired by the Army Community Service. Oh, my gosh. It's Brianna (laughs) Dew. Brianna Dew has made uh, it. We can't uh, rag on her anymore. (laughs) All right. uh, We're going to move here, folks. This is the magic of fake live (laughs) podcasting. So, Brianna, hello. Hello. How are you doing? Ah, uh, very busy, very busy. How was your uh, your performance today? My performance? Didn't you guys? Weren't you doing some bandy stuff? Yeah, some people are, but not me. What, I am. Stuck what in, was your excuse then? I've been stuck in a room all day, uh, making sure people's gas masks work, and I'm the only one that can do it. Does so. that involve uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, beans? Not beans, no. Just a lot of uh, a lot of breathing and lighting candles and. Yeah, that sounds that sounds interesting. Well, you're still with us, so the breathing part seems to have worked well. (laughs) Well, we appreciate you going from your room into our room. Yes, thank you. It's very good to have you here. So, uh, this is Sylvia Gavin. She's a financial specialist. Nice to meet you. We're talking money. (gasps) Yay! Yeah, it's a big fan. Everybody's a big fan of money. Yes. So, and the question I had asked her Mm -hmm. is, 
what's it uh, what's it take to to be what you are? Well, as a personal financial readiness specialist, I am hired from Army Community Service to help soldiers in dealing with their income, their expenses, their credit, their debt, their management, anything that's dealing with finance as far as outside of DFAS, um, the management of their money. And to become a, um, a personal financial readiness specialist, it's a, um, I guess, one of the job titles that is listed in the financial readiness branch. All right. So do you have to have like a an accounting degree or a business degree or anything? I mean, no, you don't have to have that degree, but you need to have the experience um, okay. of case management, um, working with soldiers, counseling, um, a little bit of finance here or there. And a lot of it you may learn on the job, but I do hold a bachelor's degree in a business and a, a MBA in human resources. Wow, so you oh, wow. really are a specialist. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what kind of cases do you see? I know you can't point fingers or anything, right. but in general, what is a common case that you have to deal with? A common case may be, for instance, let's say PFC Barnes comes in and he may want to purchase a car. So what we will do with him is maybe sit down and do a budget with him and see what income that he has left in order to purchase a vehicle and uh, then try to work it out. Then we'll also take one more step, go to Kelly Blue Book and with Kelly Blue Book, we'll look to see what type of car do you want, okay? And then we'll pull that up on Kelly Blue Book, see what the cost is of it, and then um, help him to see when can he purchase that car. Because even though you want a car, it might not be a perfect time for you to purchase a car, but uh, we'll look at uh, ways that we might be able to help you to do that. So do you make people feel bad for spending their money? I try not to. <laughs> oh, okay. I try to, you know, to keep my uh, feelings and emotions and my face show features to myself <laughs> it's like okay you spent what okay uh in fact there was a soldier that came in and he spent an astronomical amount of money on his hair and I said okay hmm all right so then I had to leave that alone because he did he spent a lot of money on his hair and you say a haircut is a haircut well yeah that's kind of weird because soldiers got to have short hair that's true. Did it look good? Well, it did, but, you know, I could have found a better way for him to get what he was yeah. paying for, you know. You know, but self-care ways. is important, too. Oh, yes. Says but. Brianna Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. But, yeah, and, you know, I didn't scold him or, you know, just say, oh, okay. okay, well, he had enough money to do it. So if he had enough money to do it, I had no problem with it either. Right. What's the craziest, like, budget you've seen, like, like, like for what someone was spending, like five hundred on like, a, like drinks or what? What would what did you? Round or two, straight to the drinks. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so I wouldn't say drinks. I would say um, self care is one of those um, items that a person would do. No, you know what soldiers spend most of their money on? Well, okay. I shouldn't say all of them. All okay. right, y'all see my little quotation marks? Yeah, we see. Them. <laughs> okay, so um, it's eating out. They're yeah. eating yeah. up their future. They're mm -hmm. eating up. Dining out is yeah. one of those that are Wine, way dining. up there. And then um, I may say smoking or tobacco is one mm -hmm. of the other uses. Just in I the see. younger generations, you said? Most in the younger hmm. um, that I see. Okay. Because, you know, uh, where I would say, when I say tobacco, I say smoke, vape, dip, chew. You know, so it used to be mm -hmm. it just be smoking. But mm -hmm. now we got smoking, dipping, chewing, vaping. It's so many things that you could spend your money on when you're using tobacco. Well, the Army does preach diversity. <laughs> that's one way yeah. you get all your options <laughs> that's so true <laughs> hey whoa hey back to buying a car mm -hmm. did you just rip the microphone I off the did stand? just rip oh, the wow. microphone off that's terrible uh, dave 
Dave's been I got a 20 out. year old at home yes. and an 18 year old, mm-hmm. right? Both of them just bought cars mm-hmm. in the area. Okay. Right. How difficult is it for a young soldier like PFC Barnes here to get a decent rate on a loan? Well, the problem is most of our soldiers will go downtown without any, I call, supervision to purchase a vehicle. So we kind of catch them on the other side of it. So there are some good deals out there for you, PFC Barnes, if you were purchasing a car. Uh, But, you know, we want them to come to us and do the budget first. But there are some good deals out there. So we're assembling the microphone here. It's exciting. And we have failed. (laughs) In Uh-oh. every possible way. This is no, going to be hanging in the wind. It is. Well, you know, we're Semper Gumby. Dave can spend some more money on Amber. No, yet nobody can hear you. I, <laughs> I turned your microphone off because we're, we're screwing around with it. I, will, I do want to talk to you about something because we're talking about cars, and that is predatory mm, uh, lenders. lenders. And yes. the Army has a big problem with that. We tend to kind of attract them. Yes, that is so true. In fact, they're targeted. Mm -hmm. Um, The Army, all of our soldiers are targeted. I think it has kind of died down a little, not a whole bunch, but it has died down a little because um, the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Board has been on top of things trying to get to those predatory lenders. We've had maybe two in the area that have closed down. So I feel that um, once the information is out and the soldier is aware that that is one of those places, then they tend not to go there. So we try to push Army Emergency Relief. All right. What is Army Emergency Relief? Tell, tell us about that. Army Emergency Relief is an agency, it's a nonprofit organization that will assist soldiers with any financial difficulties that they may have. There is some criteria that they do um, have for them. There's different categories. Uh, we have two programs. The first program is the commander and first sergeant Quick assist program, and with that program, the soldier is able to go in and you know get that fast money up to two thousand dollars with the commander or first sergeant's signature. Then we have what we call the direct access loan, and with the direct access loan, the soldier is able to come in to get more than two thousand. And um, with the more than two thousand, it takes the, the soldier can come in on their own if they have more than twelve months of service, and they. Um, they have to get the commander or first sergeant signature if they have uh, less than 12 months of service. So for in order to get a loan, mm-hmm. do they have to qualify that loan first? Meaning, hey, I saw this cool, what do kids buy now, Brianna? Mm. I think <laughs> what people like to buy now. Is it, what's that game, the games? I say Game Boy, but they say they don't do Game Boys no more. No, not no, since no. like well, 89. Like, 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 well, yeah, video games. Yeah, video video games. So, okay, I saw this cool video game that for some reason costs $1,000 and I don't have $1,000. Can I tap into ACS to uh, pad my expenses? No, I tell everybody, look at the name, Army Emergency Relief. Well, it's an emergency. I need to be playing this thing. <laughs> no, that's probably not our idea of an emergency relief. We're talking about assistance with maybe housing. If you need your first month rent deposit where you've just come to Fort Hood or Let's say you need a uh, a car seat or let's say um, a cranial helmet, um, you know, emergency travel. Those are the type of things well, we're looking at. I'm going to ask the layman question now for the folks out there. Not a lot of our listeners aren't necessarily in the military or okay. we reach everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I'm paying taxes and these taxes are paying my soldiers, mm-hmm. why would they need a Emergency relief. Aren't they getting paid? 
Because those things come up at a time that the soldier's not prepared for them. So if a soldier had an emergency fund already set up, if a soldier, you know, had some uh, savings set up where they're able to dip into that pot to take care of that emergency, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't need Army Emergency Relief. But because they don't or sometimes or is overwhelmingly more than what they have in those accounts, then that's where Army Emergency Relief comes in and helps them out. Yeah, and I will say... The Army does require you to move a lot, and they do pay your moving expenses. Mm -hmm. The Army moved me here. I'm just a civilian, but the Army moved me here from Japan. Even though they paid the airline ticket and all Mm -hmm. that and moving my household goods, Mm -hmm. I still had to be able to get a car, get a house, you know, stock the fridge. That's right. You know, you're starting from zero when you move with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So as a civilian... If you take a new job someplace, it's not the same. That's true. Mm-hmm. So for for Army Emergency Relief, where does the money come from? It's come from a nonprofit organization. And in fact, the uh, we are in uh, the Army Emergency Relief campaign season where one March to 15 May, soldiers are able to give in to um, the nonprofit um, agency. And with that, they're able to, let's say, put an allotment in for 12 months to give money. Uh, everyone can give. The soldier can give, the uh, contractor, the um, retiree, mm-hmm. uh, DOD employees. Everyone is able to give to the Army Emergency Relief so that we can assist those soldiers. Now, there are some times we're able to give grants, too. So with the grants, the soldiers don't even have to pay it back. So depending on their situation, they're able to get oh, wow. a grant. So it's a charitable contribution. Yes, it is. So can Joe Citizen out there make, I have no connection to the military whatsoever, but I want to help out my soldiers. Can they? Most definitely. How do they do that? They can go to aerhq.org, and on that website, they're able to make a donation and with that donation, it will run them through the, the steps in order to do so. You can use your credit card um, in order to give to AER. You can mail into AER. Um, so there's so many ways that you're able to give into okay. it. Is it tax deductible? Do you know? Yes, it is. Oh. It is tax deductible. So. Well, we're going to take that information. We're going to hang it on our Facebook page. So if Thanks. anybody out there would like to, to donate, step up. Just go there and click on the link and you'll be able to. Now, PFC, Barnes, you have been really, really quiet. He has. Please share your thoughts on finances with us. Uh, I'm the wrong person to speak on finances. Well, why is that? Uh Uh-oh, he need to come see me. Why is that? Do you have a a budget? No, not at all. I just recently started building my credit. All right, well, how old old are you? That's why he's here. (laughs) I'm 21. 21. When I was 21, I was in the same exact boat. I wouldn't say I had like a good grasp on finances <laughs> until I was much older. I mean, really, it took a lot of experience and it took a lot of falling on my face for me to figure out what to do with the money I had and what I shouldn't be doing. I call <laughs> that discipline. Oh, that's, I love it. I love it. That's called adulting. <laughs> yes, that's Keeping true. Keeping yourself adulting. accountable. But, you know, that, Barnes, that, uh, that, that skill, the saving, the building, the credit, it takes time. And it's a learned thing. So you shouldn't feel bad that maybe you're not good with finances or that you don't have great credit. You will over time. And in fact, we have a credit credit booster class. Um, it's held every second Tuesday um, at the Shoemaker Center. And this is a class where you're able to come in and learn little, a little bit more about credit. We'll help you with um, 
you know, the ins and outs of what credit is. We'll even pull up your credit report and analyze it for you if you have one. Because, you do you know, most times soldiers that don't have any established credit don't have a credit report, okay, oh, yeah. yes. a credit yeah. score. So we'll help you to establish credit by um, looking at the different ways that you're able to do so, maybe like a secured credit card or a secured loan or something like that. But we'll give you some tips on how you can um, establish that credit. When I first tried to get a car loan at 19, I never had a credit card because I, I like in my head, I'm like, oh, credit cards are evil. Like I can't do it. And now I don't see them as terrible. I think if you're really disciplined right. and you and you know the ins and outs of the system, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. then you can use it to your advantage. But you know, when when you're relying on the impulse buying or just you know on, on wants instead of needs, mm-hmm. like it's really easy to to lose focus and to lose track. And that's why I feel like people like you are really great because you can help keep people accountable and have that like reminder, like oh, you know, I need to. Um, you know, be more disciplined with my yes. finances and, and take yes. control of my life now. So in the future, mm-hmm. I'll be set and secured. And, and I, and I, you know, you, people can take comfort in that fact. But I think people lose, um, you know, it's, it's hard to see the bigger picture when you're, especially when you're in the now. That's oh, now, yeah. so. One of the things I, I ask myself when I'm making a purchasing decision on something is, is this something that I want mm-hmm. or something that I need? Perfect and I, questions. I've found that the more I've asked myself that question, the less stuff I buy. Mm-hmm. Because we really do live in a consumer-based society. Yes, it is. Where we're buying stuff all the time. Hail all capitalism. the time. <laughs> when I was at, when I first came to Japan for the army and had my house set up, the neighbors wanted to come over and meet the meet the American. So I showed them the house, and one of the things that just astounded them was the fact that I had a uh, a shelf with CDs in it. And they were like, "What? What is that?" I'm like, "Well, that's my CD collection." Why would you ever want to have that many CDs? So I so so I can listen to them. But in Japan, you wouldn't have. Mm-hmm a bunch of CDs. You wouldn't have a DVD collection or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's totally different. And seeing that point of view has in a way helped me realize that I don't have to have stuff because what I found for myself personally was I owned a lot of stuff and that's all it was. Mm -hmm. It sat on a shelf and I could say, look at this stuff that I have but I didn't do stuff with it. It just sat there and got dusty. The American way. Yeah, yeah it really is. Well, were you trying to impress people with it or were, did you just have it because it gave you enjoyment and you, and you were happy to, to have a piece of it, like a part of your identity? That's a good question. I think I had it because it just made me feel good to have it. See, I feel that's more healthy than people that just buy things to impress. Yeah, but then I don't people. do anything with it. I did go yeah. through that period of time where I had friends, so you bought the stuff. So that you can invite your friend over right. to say, hey, look look what I got. <laughs> right. And then, you know, you I never can, touch I it I can again. speak to that a little bit. Uh-oh. I collect uh, DVDs and things because a lot of them have, like, the special features and stuff that you can't get anywhere else. So sometimes there are benefits to buying things. Yes, of course. No, uh, and I'm not saying that there's not and that you shouldn't buy stuff. But I think it can get... It can get out of hand. I'm obsessed with this company called uh, NECA. They do like lifelike um, movie memorabilia, mm-hmm. like a predator that looks 
a little bit more real than like the one you'd find at Target, but it's like a two hundred dollars. Oh, cool! Oh boy! <laughs> so I would look at it. Okay, so will it increase in value later on? Yeah, is it think? an investment or? Yeah, because they only make like two hundred copies of oh, them. Oh, okay. And you have to buy it like right away, or else you won't have it ever. Okay, so yeah, I can understand that a little. So I is, can't. Is that where? <laughs> She's like cringing so hard <laughs> over there. Is that where Y'all's the uh, purchasing? Is that where the PFC Barnes paycheck goes to? If if I was to, I try not to. I've gotten better, but yes. All right. Well, I mean, we <laughs> all got to have our thing. If you don't have anything, that's kind of sad. And you know what's the greatest thing about the thing? Hmm. If you budget for it, if you put it yes. in your budget to say this is the thing that I like and I want to. Make sure I have enough money for it. It it, it shouldn't harm you at all. Goal yeah. oriented savings. Yes. Yes. I think it's Always. great to indulge yourself, but to make sure that you know you're you're pulling the reins in, you know mm-hmm. that you and that you stick to it. That's right. Is there any other questions anybody has for this lady? Is something that's screwed up financially? You need to get <laughs> untangled. Anything? Do you have a? Website? Can you fix the economy? <laughs> Oh, I wish I could. I've been trying to pull my books out so I can, but you know, they don't give me all the numbers that I need to try to look well, at. The, that. the numbers no, are changing fine. day by day right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they so, really are. I do want to add that um, our classes are on the first and third Wednesday, budget debt management, 0930 to 1100 hours. And the credit boosters that same day, first and third Wednesday, 1330 to 1500 1500 hours and the second Tuesday 1330 to 1500 for our savings and investing because we do talk to them about savings and investing as well and one of the things we want them to do is save and invest Uh, one of the things I think that the blended retirement when it came on board helped uh, our soldiers to realize is that they need to prepare for retirement and um, if that had never come forth no one was really looking at it Um, so I think this is a very important and hopefully soldiers are uh, looking at the things that they're doing financially so that they will be able to be prepared for the future. All right. Fantastic. Yes, thank you so much for coming. Oh, this is my joy. Talk about money. I'm yeah. there. Hey, it's been fun. <laughs> I could actually go on and on with this, to be honest. I could too, actually. Me too. I'm, I'm fascinated. What about by you, it? Barnes? Are you, you this can't... has all been really overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I actually, I like to ask people like what they spend their money on, you know, cause I feel like you, like you're nosy. <laughs> no, yes. not cause I'm nosy. Cause like you, you, you learn so much about a person by what they're interested in, like, like mm-hmm. the hobbies, like what they choose to spend their money on. And I think it's just so fascinating. Like it's just, it's really cool to me. Yes. Well, that's great. And on that note, we are going to head to a break. And when we come back, we've got. Knee replacement surgery. Well, no, oh, we wow. don't. That sounds like we're getting knee replacement. We just have doctors talking about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know, yeah. Brianna, I like, you look... going to tell me? <laughs> you don't, I was going to say you don't look ex- as excited about that. I'll tell you, there's some retirees out there that ears per... Knee, re- knee replacement surgery. Oh, yeah. What? What? Oh, yeah. So... Well, I do have one alibi. Okay, what's I know that? we're going to come back in April and talk about it, but I want to put it on your mind right All now. Right. Plant that Military seed. Saves is coming up in April, the whole month of April. So look for our flyers. Look for We're looking for you to pledge to save, invest, and build wealth over time. So if you want to, you can get a heads up on that by texting 877-877, and it will give you information about whatever you've requested in investing, saving, or building wealth over time. So just to put that in for right now. Well, that's great. That's great. You know, we got to have you in to, to record some radio spots yeah, for the podcast. You're good at I'm this. You're really good at this. Do you have a, y'all have you. a website? I, uh, for this? 
No, uh, well, either for in, that in or in general, the, I think yeah. you mean. No, yeah, just the ACS website, and okay. all of our information is on the ACS website, which you can get off the Fort Hood website. Yes. Go to ACS. Go to Financial Readiness Branch. We even have a, a car buying, um, uh, I guess, uh, PowerPoint on the um, on our website, so Yay, you can go PowerPoint. in and get information. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real fun, PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> okay, and with that, we'll be right back. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. Watch me. Level up. 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 I'm just getting ready for the big Sahara concert on March 19th. You mean Sierra? Yeah, Sidara. Like, I'm a totally biggest fan. Well, Sock, if you're prepping for the Sierra's March 19th concert at Fort Hood Stadium, you've got a lot of work to do. Explain. The concert's free, but only open to DOD and Veterans Ooh. Health ID card holders, okay. so it's exclusive. Ooh, okay. And even though the concert's at 6.30 p.m., mm -hmm. doors open at 5.30, so okay. you might have to get in line early. Ooh. And what are you doing? Working practice. Do not sit next to me during the concert. Work it, Steve. I do not know you. Four, three, two, one. Catch me. Here's an old Bob Dylan tune we're going to do for you. I don't get to hear this much Fort Hood's Great Big Podcast, your tax dollars at work. That's my flute playing. Okay. Well, it was better than the one time you did it. Hey. Hey, speaking truth to power. <laughs> I disagree. The gang is back. Yeah. Yes. The band is back. The band. We hey. got the band back together again. Yes, we did. We are banded together, you could say. A band of brothers and a girl. <laughs> yes. Something like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. But you're heading out the door soon, too, though, right? Yes, I am. Yes. That's no fun. Yeah, because you just <sighs> got here. I know. In well, the middle of the last segment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and I was just realizing this morning that Today is the one-year anniversary of my first performance as a member of the CAF. Really? And, mm -hmm. Tell us oh. about that, Brianna Dew. Uh, we did a parade you that almost Never got mind. canceled. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> there was some juicy details, though. Juicy details? Yes. Oh, dish, girlfriend. So we form up on the bridge, right, because we were in Austin. Mm -hmm. And we see in the parade that there was... There was um, a bunch of Confederate flags. Uh oh. oh and boy. there was a. What's a millennial to do? <laughs> well, there was a float of, a, I guess it was, I don't remember the their exact name, but it was like the Sons of Confederacy or something sure, like that. Sure, because, you know, Texas was a Confederate state. Yes. And, but there was also another group there that was, was like, that clashed with them. So Is it the Confederate sucks group? <laughs> I believe. Um, maybe not that terminology, oh, okay. but yes. And they were actually like, uh, like yelling. They had microphones, and it was a, a it was a form of protest. And um, we almost 
got this, pulled. Like we were standing this was there. was last year? It was. Wow. We were standing there tr- about ready to go. And our commander told us that he was on the phone with another higher ranking officer. And he had to decide if, if we had to literally like step out during the parade, mm-hmm. which we were all confused. Cause you know, we've, I've, you know, I've never seen a, a band quit mid parade, but if we're not supposed to be there, you know, you know, they were worried about us representing that part of oh, the yeah. parade. Mm-hmm. So we were going to turn off, but then we were afraid that if we turned off the parade behind us would follow us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I saw that in animal house. Yes, it was. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So it, but it was okay. We ended up playing the whole thing, and uh, they yelled at us when we went by. And, Did they? Well, the protesters. The protesters. In a positive way? Did they sound no. like USA? No. USA? No. It Probably was not F-USA, positive. Probably USA, right? Yeah, so they just <laughs> yeah. basically didn't like anybody. They were pretty heated, and yeah, it was. I wasn't ever nervous, but it, it was almost kind of funny because they just they seemed so angry. It was like, and it was like 7 a.m. on like a Sunday. It's too early to be angry. It's too early. Have have a donut. Yeah. And yeah, and then the people that were um, not the Confederate, they're like, oh, you lost. You need to go home. And like, I mean, they were literally going at it. They're like, we are home. We live in Texas. We're from Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Their their rhymes were catchy. I wish I remember what they were saying, but it was amusing. Dave, coughing, coronavirus? Mm. Yes. No. All right. (laughs) All right. So we got the, we heard about the field trip to Austin last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now you get to do a field trip to Europe. Yes. Yay, what, another field trip. What right? a fantastic time to be going. I uh, hear they got snow. Yes. Uh, I where we're going got a foot and a half of snow a couple of days ago. Wow. Nice. So you'll have so. to bring your flute warmers. <laughs> Can you ski? Yes. Uh, no, probably not. Ah. I think we'll have to work a lot. If you tried to play the flute when it was really cold, would your lips just stick to it like in a Christmas story? <laughs> uh, I would hope not. But I do lick my lips when I play. I think That'd it be would. a problem, yeah. I yeah. think it would. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. it doesn't get cold enough here in Texas for us mm-hmm. to uh, attempt that. Mm-hmm. I'm more worried about the brass players getting it stuck because really? they have more contact. Mm-hmm. So... And the guys that got the, like the spit release, you know, oh yeah, would freeze I've in seen there. it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it get frozen a, before. I know there's a like a lot of army calls and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. face, left face, forward mm-hmm. march. Is there like spit release in the band? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there should be. We need to put that in our TMs right should now. That should be. You can uh, create a new bugle call for that. Yeah, <laughs> we do have. Um, we do uh, stick taps to do that whenever we're on the field. Mm-hmm. We have like little stick taps where people can blow out their spit. What is a stick and, tap? Um, it's just, you know, when you hear people, when you're marching, you just hear like the one tap. That's what it is. It's not a drum roll when you're rolling the sticks mm-hmm. on the drum. The tap is just oh. the single okay. marching style. Left, right. left, left, right, left, but with a stick. Okay. So we have different stick taps to indicate oh this is a rest time or you know you need this to get your horns back up get your horns up everybody mm-hmm. yeah because the people that the tubas and the bass mm-hmm. they have to take them they they take them off because it's very heavy and when we're on the parade field for a long time it it wears on their backs how much would you say like a tuba weighs uh, i don't just guess i'm not like i would say 50, 50 pounds 50, 
Mm, not 50. No, not maybe, even 50? Maybe 25. Wow, can you imagine what it would be like to be running around the battlefield with 25 whole pounds of weight on you? Whoa. <laughs> what were sappy plates? They were like 70, weren't they? When you had a whole uh, battle whatever, rattle yeah, on, yeah, it was yeah, like 70 yeah, pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do that. So. You know, the, the musicians always would die because they don't have a, they wouldn't have a, a weapon. So what? They could throw the tuba at them. Yeah. You've run out of notes and then you take off the tuba and throw it yeah. at them. Ah! The drummers and the fifers, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they had no chance. I'm glad we don't do that. That was kind of a lousy career choice back then. I know, it really was. Because you, you can't do anything. You really had Same to for be, the flag holder. If you, you had were, to be dedicated to music. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. and, but you weren't dedicated for very long. No. <laughs> back then. Yeah, but the drummers back then were little kids. Yeah, that's true. So they were harder to hit because they're smaller targets. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Life hack. Speaking, Avoid bullets. Speaking of getting shot in the war, uh-huh. or not, our next segment is uh, it's pretty interesting. It deals with wear and tear on the body, which I guess isn't necessarily being shot. Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, it does deal with wear and tear that soldiers sustain while mm-hmm. they're out and about doing what they do. Are yes. you broken? Not yet. Well, mentally. Okay. <laughs> um, I can't fix that. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't. No amount of candy bars in the world will fix what's in my brain. That's true. That's true. So we have some interesting people that are making uh, real headway and making do. sure soldiers can stay mobile. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That just sounds like something that I don't want to partake in. At this moment. <laughs> what? what? Staying mobile? <laughs> what is that? Your segue to leaving? Yes. That was horrible. Was it? Yes. Oh, I don't okay. want to talk about that, so I'm uh, okay. leaving. Okay. Let me try something else then. Okay. Hmm. Not. Nice try. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. What she's trying to say is that Brianna will not be here for this next interview because she's got to go out and do some stuff. Yes. But she will be back before the end. Yes. Yes. So, Brianna, we'll allow you to take your leave. Why, thank you. Try to be back on time. Okay. Next time. And uh, (laughs) we'll go to break and come back with some pretty cool knee surgeons. Yay. Yay. Yay for knees. Hey golfers, are you looking for a new course to play? The Courses of Clear Creek is a 27-hole course with challenging greens located in the scenic rolling hills of Fort Hood. With a 300-yard driving range, two putting greens, and a four-hole kids course, we're the premier golf course in Central Texas. Our pro shop is always stocked with the latest golfing equipment and name brand apparel, while our beautiful pavilion overlooking the course is a great place to enjoy a cold beverage. The Courses of Clear Creek, open to the public, offering annual, monthly, and summer membership packages. Give us a call today at 254-287-4130 or find us on the web at hood.armymwr.com. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Charles, do you remember back... January, when we were talking New Year's resolutions. God bless it. Yes, I do. Yeah. Why? Been hitting the road much? No. Why not? I'm a lazy (laughs) fellow. (laughs) Last year, I put on a lot of weight when my knee blew out. 
and it was not good, right? I can't imagine how that would be good. But, you know, blowing out your knee, Yeah, you were in the Army. That's kind of common. Actually, that's not the first time I've done it. I did it in Baghdad. I did it on Battalion Avenue here while I was in uniform. Um, hit hit the wrong pavement, and it's not good. Mm-hmm. Unit, unit runs, I hate them. Or I hated them. Well, who does? Yeah. It's like, unit run. Oh, yeah. So with that in mind, we do have two guys from the Carl R. Darnell Army Medical Center who are actually into replacing knees, right? That's right. We have Major Nick Sylvester and Major Ryan Sig. And tell us a little bit about what you guys do, Major Sylvester. Yes, I am the Chief of Diagnostic Radiology at Kerdamsey. Uh, I handle basically all the medical imaging that comes through our department, uh, and we get the opportunity to look inside of a human being without needing to use a knife. Wow. That's really cool. X-ray glasses. Yeah. And, and, I, use and I use a knife. There you go. Major Sig. I look right at it. So um, I'm Major Sig, and I'm an orthopedic surgeon here at the hospital. Okay. So... And we're going to talk about knee and hip replacement surgeries. Yeah. And suddenly all the uh, millennials turned the podcast off and all us old folks turned it way up and leaned into that speaker. Yeah, wait a minute. We're half deaf. (laughs) Yeah, that's no joke. So there's something new. Oh, now I can hear out of both ears. (laughs) See, I said we're half deaf. (laughs) (laughs) I get the bad headset. Sorry. No, in and out, in and out. All right. So tell us about the hip and knee replacement surgeries you guys are doing now Okay, at the hospital. Yeah, we are doing a lot of total hip and knee replacements now. About five years ago, the hospital had only done about 100 in the entire history of Cradamsey. Mm-hmm. We've done about four or 500 since that time. So we're increasing our total hip and knee replacements. We have a fellowship-trained total joint surgeon. We have uh, the new robot that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. um, which helps us do these knee and hip replacements perfect almost every Wait, single time. Wait, a robot? That's very 21st mm-hmm. century. Tell me about this robot. Exactly. Right. So with uh, total joint replacements, traditionally you do a total joint replacement. You look at the x-rays ahead of time, talk to the patient. They have arthritis, uh, which is very debilitating, mm-hmm. very painful. A lot of military people get arthritis. You were joking before that, you know, running and deploying and ruck marching, you know, really wears and tears the knees and hips. Right. So even those young people listening out there, you know, they may need to know someday that uh-huh. they may need that. This is coming for you. Yeah. Thank exactly. you for your service. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Basically, when you traditionally do a knee replacement, you look at x-rays, which is a two-dimensional, you know, picture of the knees, and you try to plan the surgery based in two dimensions. With the robotic surgery, we now plan the surgery in three dimensions. So Major Sylvester in radiology uh, gets a CT scan for the patient, mm-hmm. and he maps out the bones around the joint of the knee and hip. Mm-hmm. And with that information, we can take that model of a knee or a hip and tailor make a joint replacement for each individual patient, whereas traditionally we would open the joint and we'd put on jigs and we'd pin in things and lick our Mm -hmm. finger and you know (laughs) try to figure out where to make the bone cuts and now we have all that information ahead of time we're doing a lot more of them now is that because we need them or this is just the better the better option 
this is it's a good option. Yes, it's a very good option. Once the cartilage in the knee is worn down, mm-hmm. uh, doing your typical scope surgery that you've heard about, the right. poke holes, mm-hmm. it's just not going to put the cartilage back on the knee. Right. So, so on the diagnostic end, how do you know uh, for typical somebody comes in there, their knees blown out, they 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 they're having a lot of pain. How long does it, you know, what's the process? What do, they, what do they have to go through to get to the point where the robot is now working on them? Yeah, so uh, typically what people will end up doing is they'll get radiographs that mm-hmm. will give uh, the orthopedist and the radiologist an idea of how much uh, osteoarthritis there is in the knee right. uh, or the hip for that matter. And then uh, as the patient goes through conservative management with physical therapy or with... Uh, anti-inflammatories, rest and ice, all the typical things that soldiers will get. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Once that fails over and over again, the question starts to get posed, hey, do we need to get a a replacement? Do we need to get uh, a total knee or a a total hip uh, in to help relieve the the pain that the patient is uh, enduring? Mm -hmm. Your typical patient for these, are they they retirees? Is this the retiree community that's most of the replacements? Most of the replacements are people just about to get out of the Army or retirees or dependents. But we are getting more and more patients in their 30s with arthritis of the knee right? um, with no other option. We've tried all the conservative measurements to include arthroscopy surgery, cartilage restoration, and they failed all those types of surgeries. Right. And... um, it's it's sad that you know, um, you know people that young need a joint replacement, but it is what it is, and mm-hmm. they need the pain relief so they can live their lives. And I've had people uh, get back to deployment, right? After so, joint replacement, so they can replace a joint in your body, mm-hmm. and it's not a career ender. You it's can, not a, especially yeah, not now, especially with the the new robotic surgery. You know, traditionally it was a career ender. Uh, people couldn't get back to the to the fight, right? But now. We have people walking up and down stairs the same day as surgery. The knee wow. joint is yeah, extremely really. stable. The hip joint's extremely stable, and they really like it. Would you say that these uh, replacements make people better, stronger, faster? Oh, yeah. They're like Wolverine after it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, though I don't think they can uh, guarantee the adamantium aspect. So. Well, I think the cost is too high for the U.S. government. They'd never fit right. that bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just use regular titanium, you know. Yeah. So what's the youngest age of someone that you've done a replacement surgery for? 37. 37. Wow. That's yeah. younger than me. You look so young. Do I? Yeah. It's just because of the lack of hair. You yeah. look young too. I know. You've got the <laughs> same haircut. Hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for these surgeries, I mean, what's it like to be inside someone's knee? I mean, you've got their knee open and you're working. What's it like? Awesome. You just, you have complete control of this, this person's, you know, livelihood right now. Everyone is in tune to what the surgeon's doing uh, with the anesthesiologist, the scrub technicians, the physician assistants, and uh, we just all work together, you know. So it's almost like, it's almost like music. There's music in the background. Well, I I say music because everybody's working in concert towards the same goal. They know what they're, they're, you know, it's just, it's music. Yeah. And we, yeah, we high five at the end of in the cases for That's sure. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really neat. I'm sure the uh, the people want to high five you when they can operate pain free. Yeah, they do. Yeah. After all, how long is that procedure? Depends on the patient. Typically, uh, yeah. But on on average, it's about 90 minutes for a near okay. hip replacement. 90 the, minutes. The surgery part. Yeah. 
Wow. That's amazingly fast. That is fast. That's with the robot. That's with the robot. Wow. I'm a little bit faster with the robot. Wow. I I can't even wrap my head around that. 90 minutes. Do you ever feel competition with the robot? Uh, I do a little bit, but uh, at the end of the day, I'm so confident with how the robot helps me. It makes me a better surgeon that it's, it's just unbelievable. Now, these uh, replacements, hip and knee, how long do they last? So, again, it, it, it's kind of like tires on a car. If you buy new tires on a car, it's not usually the years that matters. It's the miles. Uh, so the more miles you put on them, the less it's going to last. The, the nice thing about the robotic surgery is when you get a nice tire rotation every 5,000 miles and align your tires, they last longer. Mm-hmm. So if you put it in right the first time, it's going to last a really long time. And that's the one of the things that is uh, very important for joint replacements. So you said it's custom made now yep. with the robot. Mm-hmm. So before, when you had to figure out everything sort of after you got in there, mm-hmm. I have to imagine doing a replacement to the replacement was a little difficult because, I mean, it yes. was kind of piecemeal and stuff. Mm-hmm. When this way, you've already got their data. You already know the size it's going to mm-hmm. be. It's almost like in and out. Yeah, it is. I do this surgery virtually in virtual space before I actually make a bone cut. Oh, that's amazing. The surgery is done. Like I, I, that's my joke. As soon as we're done with the virtual surgery, I'm like, all right, we're done. Wow. Bring in the robot and they just make the saw cuts and that's it. That is amazing. That is so next level amazing. Cool. I just, now with the advancements in technology and what we're able to do with imaging nowadays, it really allows for us to get such a, a great precision on the minutia or the, the small elements of your body so that uh, we can have, uh, like Major Sig was saying, we can have a three-dimensional reformat of your knee rather than the two-dimensional that has been going on for the last few decades. Right. We have one millimeter accuracy now. Before, it was me kind of moving the knee after I put a trial in. And, you know, again, kind of licking my finger, is this the right, you know, tightness? Is this the right balance? Mm -hmm. And so with the robot, I actually see objective numbers on the screen, one millimeter, two millimeter, three millimeter, and I can dial that down to perfect, yeah. Well, so Dave, with all your (laughs) knees being blown out, does this seem like something that you're interested in? Can I offer you a knee replacement surgery? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Because I think that would make a great podcast. I don't think so. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, Dave coming out of anesthesia, right on the podcast. (laughs) I'm just gonna run slow, and then uh, till I can't run at all. Yeah, no. What about catastrophic, uh, you know, casualties where someone's can can you rebuild someone that you don't have that image imaging to start with? Well, um, I think. What you're getting at is if someone has a catastrophic injury from an IED right. and their bone is just yeah. shattered. Right. This is actually one of the reasons to use the robot. Okay. Because we're getting that three-dimensional model of their bone and your typical, you know, two-dimensional x-rays are not going to give you all that detail. Right. <clears throat> so now we use that model uh, to do the surgery perfectly, whereas before it's, it's real, those are really difficult cases. Right. Right, because the guy that I had met that had hip replacement was being put out of the military because he, he couldn't serve anymore. Right. 
uh, and metal in there and a bunch of, he had a couple of surgeries afterwards because mm-hmm. there was complications. Right. Uh, this eliminates all that, right? This really decreases those complications. Okay. Yes. Uh, that, to, to me, that's the most important mm-hmm. thing that this brings to the table is oh, yeah. taking care of the warfighter. Yeah, absolutely. To, those patients that are scared to have surgery, you know, for a knee or joint hip yeah. replacement, they can feel confident they're going to have a really good joint replacement. You know, old farts like me, that's great, but that that's really why you're here. Right. And we thank you for your service. Absolutely. Truly. Truly. Absolutely. Uh, is it possible that we can get the robot in here for an interview? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just got to wheel him in here. So it's tax season, everyone's favorite holiday. Hopefully everyone's present is a large sum of money. However, if you're bad at math like I am, the Fort Hood Tax Center has your back. With educated and friendly staff, they are sure to get you the most of your refund. The FHTC will be open from January 21st through April 16th, with business hours being 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Thursday and Friday, and 9.30 a.m. through 7 p.m. on Thursdays. For information on how the FHTC can help you, make a call to 254 288-7995. Make your appointment today. FHTC located on 52nd and support building 13. What is Fort Hood? It's a community made up of those who serve and have served. Soldiers, civilians, we all play our part. Okay, did that get your attention? No? How about this? Attention newly arrived soldiers and family members here at The Great Place. Fort Hood hosts the Soldier and Family Newcomers Orientation each and every Wednesday from 8.15 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Club Hood. There is free on-site child care available, a free seminar for spouses, and even a free lunch. Besides all that free stuff, newcomers receive useful information about key community programs and services available to them here at The Great Place. Are you new to Fort Hood and need to know more? Call 254 287 7438. That's 254-287-7438. Oh yeah, and welcome to the great place. Welcome home. I don't know what he says after that. That's because he always fades it out. It won't be long till one day. Oh, that's right. Does he do the entire week through that song? I think so. I think he does. And we got to listen to that whole thing one of these days. He's uh, actually, uh, Will Courtney is going to be in concert in Austin here coming up. South by Southwest? No, at 310 Club. Okay. Um, Oh. And I was actually thinking of getting tickets. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard their food is good. At least I saw it on a website. The 310 Club? Yeah. They don't have food there. Really? No, it's an open venue. There's no real seating. There's a bar. You Maybe stand it around. Bar. It's one of those that uh, the the stage is pretty much 
three inches above the floor. So you're there with the band. You know, it's very intimate. Cool. When's he playing? He is playing March somethingeth. Oh, that's great promo for the guy. Oh, hey, right? sorry, Will. Uh, there. Yeah, I'm pulling out. The I phone. mean, since you're you brought it up, you know, I'm pulling. Give up, the guy a I'm plug, Googling Charles. <laughs> I can. Austin has a great music scene. They do. They do. Yeah. Well, the whole South by Southwest Fest is mm. 13 to 22 March. So oh, okay. It's you're going to miss it. Yeah. yeah All right. Be there. <laughs> he is playing Will Courtney. There you go. If you like our music, the music that he plays, that yes. intro song, and then the one good. going into this. Yeah. We'll be at the 310 Club on March 27th in Austin, Texas, and tickets are available now. Nice. Cool. Thanks, Will. Yeah. yeah I got to get his autograph. Charlie, oh, we're gonna have you him. should go. We're going to have him on the show at some point. Absolutely. Oh, at that'll some be point, great. he'll do a live set. Oh I'm my gosh. Making promises I have no way of <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he'll he'll do a live set for us here. So that would be awesome. We will wait for a momentous occasion for that though. So the great music scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna be taking the great music scene on the road, right? No, actually. You're no you're not gonna play when you go to Europe? No, we're not bringing our horns. Oh, man. We're not allowed to. The general does not want us to. Well, it's a good thing a flute isn't a horn. <laughs> well, it's a woodwind. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, excited for the new opportunities, and I'm. I'm still nervous just because it's unknown and. Well, yeah, it's a, lot a of deployment. Variables. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you haven't seen snow for a while. Maybe you'll get to see some of the German countryside. I hope so. See, see some of the culture. Yes, you know. You did I, the overseas thing, but Europe yes. is an entirely different animal. Yes. I'm and excited. And it is fun. It is fun. I'm excited to try the food. That's not like my number one thing that I like to do is the food and the culture. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. But I mean, what will you guys do without me? Uh, How will you well, carry on? We will have Pearl. Remember her? <laughs> yes. She's like the fake Brianna. Yeah. Like her stand-in. <laughs> She's our... Uh, our fake crab legs to the real thing. <laughs> White fish. She is kind of your All mini niche because yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, she's very small. No, we'll have a variety of uh, of fill in yep. okay. persons, but while That'll they be may good. be able to fill your seat, mm-hmm. none of them will be able to fill our hearts. Aww, that that's so small, isn't Thank it? Thank you. And with that, I think we're going to have to bid everyone adieu. Okay. Oh, what's the German word for bye? Auf Wiedersehen. Einkerschleifen heiken. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Zane. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah. Everybody. All right. Yeah. Bye. I'm trying. Ciao, Bella. You got a final thing? Oh, don't go to Italy. Tropical. Pouting. Welcome to the army. Yeah. All right. Well. Goodbye, everyone, and goodbye. How feet are shame. Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. Lord, just make it stop. I'm trying. <laughs>